I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 116th Church Mag Podcast. Right now, I feel like three good options. Well, you have to put a cassette tape in the cassette deck, hit record, and then that sets a line out down to the CD recorder. But when you use a CD recorder, make sure you use the bottom one because the top one stops working. And uh, that comes to us from Sarah Elliott. So thank you, Sarah. This week's podcast is brought to you by Church Mag Press. Church Mag Press has all kinds of awesome resources for church tech creatives and leaders. You'll find ebooks, stock photos, and even a devotional specifically for church techs. Check it out, churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week we answer a question from Sarah Elliott on how to take their Sunday worship tech to the next level. If you'd like us to answer a question for an upcoming podcast, send us your question by visiting churchmag forward slash brittle me this. That's churchmag, churchm.ag forward slash brittle me this. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. This episode, we have an AMA Ask Me Anything. Actually, it's more of an AWA Ask We. No, that would be wrong. AUA Ask Us Anything. This is why we go with Riddle Me This. So if you want to leave us a question, go to Church Mag forward slash Riddle Me This, and you can ask us any question, any of us on the podcast, a question. Just go there, fill out the form, blah, 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 blah. Phil, what's our AMA? Or I keep calling it an AMA, but technically it's not an AMA. What is the question, Phil, that was sent to us so wonderfully? I just scrolled past it. Sorry. Oh, snap. We scrolling. They hating. All right, here we go. Um, hi, guys. I'm a summer student working on some communications-related projects for my church. They want my help in researching options, equipment, and then implementing an approved PowerPoint-like visuals for our Sunday worship. Uh, for example, looking for worship motion or other non-static visuals for worship experiences. Right now, we're using PowerPoint. Boo! That was me editorializing. Uh, right now, we're using PowerPoint, and it's getting the job done, but is there some software or equipment that could bring worship visuals to the next level? Thanks. And uh, that comes to us from Sarah Elliott. So, thank you, Sarah, for that, that email. Yay, Sarah! So I will say, I will say that um, at our little church here in Italy that we are using PowerPoint, but they're only managing about a hundred songs and they're not worried about any kind of licensing or anything like that. So their system works really, really well. They just, um, they have everything numbered and they copy like the file, the PowerPoint file that... Uh, of the song selection. So they select four songs, they copy those PowerPoint files, and they paste them on the desktop of the computer, and they're in order that they're going to be through the um, song service. And so it's pretty straightforward, it works really well, but you're talking about a lot smaller scale. If they ever wanted to grow a little bit more with either their, their song library or anything else, PowerPoint would be terrible 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 so i can definitely see why she wants to take things to the next level or any level really because i think they're on, i think they're right now on, on the ground level so yeah i think they're on a cement pad right now which sounds kind of harsh but that's what i think i mean you're kind of quiet buddy well i've i've had a lot of different experiences with this because i've i've tried to do the church tech team lead and tried we were actually in the process of switching whenever i was at one of my old churches and there's right now i feel like three good options there's planning center uh there's media shouts and there is uh pro presenter 
and I have my own personal favorite and I'm breaking my rule by giving advice without being able to ask questions because a lot of this, I think depends on your um, personal context budgets and like the environment that you're working within um, because each one of those has a little bit of different flavor. And uh, first of all, planning center is a huge resource, but it's um, pretty expensive and it requires a lot more integration in the process because you're working with the worship pastor, you're working with the senior pastor, and the planning center has the ability to upload stuff so that everybody has access to it. Whereas pro presenter and media shot, you actually have to have access to the machine. You have to be in dialogue. You have to be emailing stuff like that. Pro presenter is probably the best option in the terms of just usability for presentation software without all that extra fluff with planning center and media shout is like a pixel perfect version of um, doing presentations, but it, it can be very wonky at times and it has a bit of a learning curve compared to the other two. Now, when you say, when you say pricey, what do you exactly mean? So the other two programs are like a one fee service and you you get the service and it's kind of expensive, but I mean, it's presentation software. You're paying a lot for PowerPoints. Planning Center is something that you have to pay every single month to use. It's a cloud service that you have to pay. So in the long term, you're going to be paying more for Planning Center and all the other stuff that gets bundled with it. And they don't do just a, here's the software, pay for it. It's what is the size of your congregation that you're serving. And so your cost as a church plant is going to be different than a mega church using. It's going to be vastly different in costs. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, though, Planning Center just does planning. They don't actually do presentation software, though. So there's other software that goes with it. There's a presentation right. software that goes with that. Oh, okay. Okay. So Planning Center in and of itself is like the main hub of it all. Okay. So we, 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 have, we, we have Planning Center, we but we don't use it for presentations. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so they do have a presentation software that goes with it that integrates okay. really nicely with that process, helps you upload all the stuff to the comp- the main computer that you have, and then you can present from that place. Um, I've not used the latest version of it, but the, one, the initial version I used was limited, not like super limited, not as bad as PowerPoint, but it was a little bit limited in the, the approach to presentation options like fades and trying to edit and stuff like that. I think that if you've only ever used PowerPoint, there's a lot of great stuff that can happen with media shout and pro presenter in the sense that um, PowerPoint's finally added this feature where you can just look at the slides, but what's being presented on the screen is completely different than what's actually in front of you as the presenter, but you can also edit on the fly with these other options. You can um, transition really easily. You can do all this work if you want to on the back end from your side while things are running. And so there's a lot of great options to make things much more simple for you. I, I will say, as far as taking things, quote unquote, to the next level, when you start using these presentation centric things like uh, ProPresenter and the Planning Center and stuff like that, it does begin to open up the possibility of having motion backgrounds and some of that yeah. other cool stuff that you that uh that that they, that they have out there. Yes. So we use um, we use ProPresenter, which I I think is a fantastic program. Um, it's not 
it's not like like perfect. There are things about it I don't like, but we have used this is our third program we've used. Um, well, I'll say this is our fourth worship solution. No, I'm sorry, I apologize. This is our fifth. We went from hymns to um, transparencies. We were big on that for like ten years. Big on the transparencies. And um, then we, did you guys have them printed out, or were they the handwritten ones? Oh no, we printed them out. So we we used transparencies, and then we moved on to a computer, and we bought this program called um, Sunday Plus. And it was okay. I liked it. What I liked about it over PowerPoint was that you could click on a slide and you could edit another slide while one thing was on, was on the screen. That was kind of nice. Um, it was, it's an older program. It wasn't great. There was a lot of uh, problems with it. I feel like it was the easiest program. Well, it was, it was, it seemed really easy and flashy and we loved it. The problem was if you loaded video in it, it would it would crash. Now that could have been our computer too. We were using a PC back then, so it could have been that. But um, then we moved on to a program called Live Worship, which was like a medium medium range price, which is why we bought it, and it came with a, like a nice licensing agreement. So basically, it was the cheapest cheapest best solution if that makes sense. And we used that for a number of years. And that one there was also limited on video, but it may be better now. It's been it's been two years since we used it last. And um, it may have been um, our, our hardware solution on that one as well. But what I liked about it was it was the easiest one to add new songs to because it was just text-based. So you, t- you, pay, you paste a song into it, and it removed all formatting, and you just had to – you have a big window. where You basically looked like a big notepad window. And you just po- you paste your lyrics in there, and every blank line created a slide. It was, it, was, it was super simple. Anyone could use it. But that one was limited in a lot of the video elements we could do. So we switched, uh, at least for on, our, on our end, uh, so we switched over to ProPresenter about a year and a half, two years ago. And we've been using ProPresenter ever since. And ProPresenter has been absolutely perfect for um, video and motion backgrounds. And so I would, I would recommend that. Off on that basis alone. And I would say there's others out there. There's uh, Easy Worship. There's um, what else is there? There's, as you had said, Live Worship. There's Proclaim well, is the one that's integrated uh, with. Yeah, Proclaim. Um, yeah. So some of these other ones, they, they try to bundle some stuff. They try to bundle that you'll get access to all of these uh, motion backgrounds for free because those can get pricey if you don't know where to look to get free ones or just try to go for some paid services. That being said, the the software itself, in my opinion, is terrible. And so they're trying to gimmick you by giving you this. And they, my experience with live worship and easy worship, and I'm, I feel like I'm putting them on blast, they don't update and their customer service is terrible. I've used easy worship I haven't used live worship, so let me clarify that. But easy worship, we had a problem with it at a church camp we had gone to. I tried to get a hold of the developers, nothing. The software hadn't been updated in a year and a half. Like, there's nothing to download kind of thing. And so if your software gets upgraded to Windows 10, you're out of luck. And so I think that there's difficulties there. And so they try to get you with the extra stuff. And I would not go for that if I were you. On top of that, I will also say that um, Media Shout, Pro Presenter, and Proclaim are probably the three options you want to consider. But I wouldn't leave it up to you because if you're the one making that recommendation, 
um, as far as this is going to be the best for us, but you're not the worship pastor, you're not the senior pastor, then you might be limiting them and you might be putting yourself in a situation where, well, you said that this was the best and clearly this isn't great. I would say do some research for your church's context on those three and then have your staff pick which one they like the most. So you can always say, and I think from a presentation standpoint, this is going to be the best option for us. But I wouldn't necessarily give an answer for your situ- for your whole church's situation, unless you yeah. are all of the above. And I would also say that keep in mind that when it comes to the presentation software, it's not just for praise and worship. I know that with, with some of the different uh, solutions out there, some of them you can install different Bible versions. So you can install the Bible version that your church likes to use so that when the pastor, like off the cuff, has a scripture verse or someone else is sharing something, has a scripture verse, the person back there can do a really, really fast search throw it up on the screen, on the fly, and you're not only just adding to the worship service, but the service as a whole as well. So, you know, kind of think think past the edges and, and look at what those what, what kind of other features they have that might be useful for what you guys are trying to do. Yeah, we've, ad, we've actually ad hoced it so that um, whenever we use that software, we bought two different licenses. There was one that was in the worship center, but then we had a second one that was in the secretary's office that we would connect to all the different monitors all around, and that would be our first of all live feed to all the different places but then it would also be our announcement board and so we could run any kind of announcement you wanted as opposed to some people just do like powerpoint or something like that we could run video we could have people interact with we had a touch screen where you could actually just fill out your name and so it could be something like that and so these presentation softwares if you want to go beyond just the worship service have so much more power that you could use for your church in this in those different senses as well yeah we, we had that in our church as well before church would would begin they would have a rotating slide presentation you know four or five however many they would they would do announcements before service would play and it would just cycle through so that was so your the presentation software was able to be used before service during worship during sermon i mean it was used from from beginning to all the way to the very end so um it, that is definitely a great place that she can look at as far as quote unquote taking things up to the next level for sure yeah we to, to choose our software because we had purpose center five and we're debating to go to a new system or upgrade or, or keep five or go upgrade to six because six just came out last year and basically i went through and looked at the new features and talked to my pastor and said here are the new features is it worth this much money to have those have those features knowing those features may not be perfectly implemented in this version of the software and we we walked it through and he thought for i think it was like four hundred dollars or three hundred dollars to upgrade that it was worth the money to have um and to have you know um i think it was a, a third display so what we do now is we have we are looking towards getting a stage display set up for our our singers. Yeah. We'll have the main screen display, and then we'll have a tertiary display for the for our foyer. And so you have that old license, so you can still use that old license for whatever it is that you want to use it for. Maybe the youth pastor in a different part of the building needs presentation software; they can use that. I think, we've, I, think we've, I think we've I think we've licensed it for all of our. Six for all of our places. Okay. So, yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, but yeah, that's 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 how we worked it through. Like, what what are the features worth to us? Absolutely. And that just you know solve those problems. Uh, um, Jeremy, you said you used Easy Worship and didn't like it. I'm sorry, what? You said you used Easy Worship and didn't like it. Yeah, it was too yeah. clunky. 
I think it's the new Sunday Plus. That's what Sunday Plus became, and <laughs> it was it it was clunky, but. It, you got to remember when, when it came out, uh, we were using it. It was 2001. So it was, I don't know, top of the mark. You know, well, we were using Media Shot at that point. And Media Shot, even in that day, wasn't the greatest, but it, it was probably the best solution on, at that time because I don't know when ProPresenter got on board, um, but Media Shout owned that domain for a while. And people would go to Easy Worship because of the ability to have those free media resources. But Gosh, even then, I didn't like easy easy worship. Well, I think I think the takeaway is to make sure that you don't go down the path of you know what's the cheapest solution, and to really look at and and test and um, vet the resource that you're getting. I think that that's kind of the big takeaway from all that because you know it, it was good for the time, and for some churches, those solutions may be fine, you know, but um, I, I certainly wouldn't recommend it, because I, I think that the time and the frustration that you can that you can lose is more than saved in the extra cost that you invest in a good solution. Yeah, and I will yeah. say that my typically my suggestion is give it a test drive. Unfortunately, with the church presentation software out there, they don't allow that now, and I don't know why that is, because they're really limiting their base. So I would almost suggest see if you can go to some other churches and ask about what presentation software they have and ask them if they could get like a demo or a run-through, something like that, because most of the I don't know why that is, but most of the church software, they just don't give you any kind of access to some kind of wow. demo. That's a great that's a great idea to anybody who's you know thinking about even switching for their own church is make some phone calls or network with some other church techs and you know visit them on a Sunday service, especially if you don't have service at the same time. You know, swing by during worship service, say hey, can I look over your shoulder? That sort of thing. Call them up ahead of time um, and make arrangements. That that's an excellent idea. See it in action. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, uh, I think too, you know, as far as like you mentioned worship visuals and stuff, uh, there are a lot of different websites that have cool stuff. And actually, Eric, I sent you a, an email with a bunch of links to various software uh, options and also worship background options. Um, so we can put those in the show notes if you want. Um, creation Swap is is fairly deep with motion backgrounds for and, and title screens. So like they have a welcome title screen, they'll have an offering title screen, like a God bless you, get your butt out of here title screen. Uh, and we, and they all come in sets. So they all look the exact same. And there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a background version. There's no text. You can put underneath your worship lyrics. And we, we use those. And while those are great. And if you have a limited budget, I mean, you can go down and get creative common images that look amazing. Open up Photoshop, Throw throw your church logo and some text, and you're good to go too. Looking uh, looking really good. Oh, definitely. And as the, and I'll be honest, I I instinctively don't like worship backgrounds. You know, I don't want a distraction while I worship. But what I liked about and I mentioned Creation Swap because um, and they have they have free options and they have limited pay options and whatnot. And and we use it probably every week now for motion backgrounds. So it's it's worth the money for us. Um, if you're a masochist like me, you'll go into uh, different Adobe software and spend hours and hours and hours making your own single custom motion background. <laughs> but like, I, I like the creation swaps because they they have motion and they're nice and they're 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 they look good, but they're not distracting. So it's like a it's like a twenty second loop. So it's kind of nice because it's not it's not. 
unlimited motion where like where's it going now what's gonna happen next you know and uh, as someone who, <laughs> someone who has attention issues that's important we were flying in the clouds and then we zoomed down into yeah. the mountain i'm like what's gonna happen this is exhilarating hey this motion background makes it look like we rapturing oh my gosh and then look, there. look there are my clothes on the ground we raptured oh my goodness look at us we're flying to meet jesus are, are you giving me more more content? I'm gonna have to cut out, Phil. Yes, I am. Oh man, and I would say that that is important when you when you do get set up um, for those that are first starting at this. You know, test them out. You know, make some different slides because what looks good on your computer screen often does not look good on the overhead. Uh, was there anything else in her question that we need to address, Phil? Well, uh, she asked about equipment, and that's the that's the part that I think Jeremy's right. Without more context, it's hard to answer. You know, if she's got a PC, then if it's an old PC, some of this new software is not going to work on it. So you can't upgrade the software without upgrading the hardware. Um, if you're using, if you shut a Mac, why are you using PowerPoint, girl? Keynote's free. Download that. <laughs> Keynote's free and better. <laughs> yeah, when it, when it. You know, when it comes to things like projectors and stuff like that, um, this is where Amazon reviews can be a big help. Now, you don't have to buy it from Amazon, but sometimes that can be really eye-opening, I've found, when it comes to shopping for gear or doing Google searches. Just just be keep, keep a little bit of grain of salt when you're looking, though, because what you may end up finding is that every single product you look up has negative reviews because people like to complain. Um, so, so keep that in mind. This is true. When people buy things they shouldn't buy, and they're like, well, this doesn't work for what I what I needed to do. Well, you should have bought that product, idiot. You should have bought that product for your context because it wouldn't work. And that's the problem with projectors. You have to know room size. You have to know ambient light. It's a big project to pick out a projector. You can actually get consultations from different people. That's what my father does is he goes and installs projectors for churches and universities and stuff like that. So you can get free consultations about that process. Oh, that's cool. That's good. To yeah. know. How, how good would know. if? Okay, uh, Jeremy, she needs to buy a projector. How? What's the best way for her to go about that? As far as finding somebody in her area. Well, think? I'm not sure as far as her area because I'm not sure where she lives. I know. If right. Her. I just in generally, someone's listening and they're like, "Hey, I want to f- define that." Um, how should they Google that? Well, I probably wouldn't Google it because you'll probably get people from across America trying to sell you something as well. So I would actually say go to your local school and ask, hey, where did you guys get your stuff when you purchased it? Um, because that'll probably be the first step, especially if it's not a humongous school system. Um, go to other churches and ask where they bought their stuff because you're probably going to get a great solution for that. If they say they bought it on Amazon, okay, great. Anybody can look it up on Amazon. But if you find someone that says we actually contracted through this person or we we went through this independent seller, that's probably when you're going to be able to get those solutions for yourself. And you don't have to worry about, do we do the audio rights? Do we install it correctly? I mean, you're going to have to pay for them to install it. You're going to have to pay for the actual products themselves. But all the worry and that process is going to be outside of your hands. They're going to give you the quote of what that'll cost and it'll be on them to install it. So that's awesome. That would be a great first we, step. I, we need like some sort of direct, I, I thought we need some sort of directory on church mag that people can network and connect and stuff. But then I'm thinking like the 10 guys that put their name out there are going to be inundated with phone calls and emails. Yeah. Yes, they will be. That yeah. was a cool idea that came and went in five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, Sarah, I would say to you real quick, one more word of caution. Jeremy kind of mentioned this earlier, but if this is your summer project, 
I want to know what kind of ownership you have to have. Like, like when you help someone pick something out, you become their default, like blame target, you know? So that's why people ask me, what kind of computer should I buy? I say, you should buy a Mac. It's my opinion, but I'm not going to help you fix it later on. So do what you want to do. So if you want to help your church with this, you need to present them a number of options and let them fight it out. Unless you're committed to being the person who makes it work when it won't work. And the person that takes the blame whenever the elders are upset, why have they spent so much money? Because they'll say, that's a great idea. And then to everybody else that they see, they'll complain. I don't know if that's your church or not. Even though we agreed to do this, we are now blaming you for tricking us into spending money. (laughs) We're not cynical at all, guys. (laughs) Exactly. Even if you're responsible and you're the volunteer for it. Make sure that you're you're getting approval or having other people really really buying in to the decision Be, and because th- that is huge. I mean, I'll do favors for friends with websites, and sure enough, something doesn't work right or breaks later, like way later, has nothing to do with what I did. I'm the one that they contact to have it fixed. And you know, when you have one person or two people doing that, that's fine. But when it starts to be quite a bit more, it turns into a full-time job that you're not getting paid for. Right. When you said summer project, I interpreted it as you're a student. So are you going back to school? Like you're going to do this for them and you're going to skip town. They're going to be hating you. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> but also, I, to be honest, my church has been great about this. Our, our, our board is, understands you got you to spend money to, to, to do uh, good stuff. Um, they've been great about it, but we had a guy uh, helping us a while back who made some changes and made some choices. Nothing bad but he just he did some stuff that we didn't understand why or have context for and then he ended up leaving and it wasn't like we were mad at him or anything but he, he ended up leaving and so now there's been a few times we're like why is it like that oh because he did that why do you do that we don't know he's in california now so you gotta be careful about how you proceed with this if you're not to be the person in charge of the booth and you're the person in charge of worship you need to get their buy-in i think first and foremost because they're on the front lines absolutely and then then get the buy-in of leadership about price tag this this is where like han solo style church tech is is not good because they're you know one person, only one person knows how to do it. Something goes wrong. Or you'll be like, hey, you know, I, I, how do we record the sermon? Well, you have to put a cassette tape in the cassette deck, hit record, and then that sets a line out down to the CD recorder. But when you use a CD recorder, make sure you use the bottom one because the top one stops working and you're like, oh my. <laughs> I hope that I hope, Eric, you were telling a joke there. And it's not from memory. It's how you used to do uh, your old church. Yeah, it's from memory. Oh, Eric. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, Sarah, to, to paraphrase really what Eric quickly, said. So really quickly, this is where my mind went when you said this is the Han Solo of situations is that she's going to pick out what she thinks would be a great option. Ten years down the road, she's going to have a child and they're going to kill her. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, right, I was just setting up my Han Solo joke. Okay, okay do, the Han Solo, do the Han Solo joke and then I'll pick whichever cut I think is better and drop that in. Okay. So, Sarah, Eric made a, made a reference to Han Solo, you know, not being the lone wolf here, and I totally agree. What you should do, though, is present a good case for what we think is the best solution. Then, when they get it and say, wow, I love this, you can sit back and say, I know. <laughs> They're both terrible jokes. They're just both leave them, that's it. I'm leaving them both. both. I'm leaving them both. Leave that's them both it. In. That's it. Well, we deserve to have folks hear how bad we are. <laughs> well, hopefully we said enough things to confuse her to death. No, I don't. No, you know what I think is great? I think that um, to refer back to women in church tech, 
Yeah. I think it's cool that she's she's doing the legwork on this and researching it and really taking things to the next level. I think that's awesome. Agreed. Definitely. All right, guys. Um, that's going to be uh, a podcast. Um, the internet settled down, so that's cool. You have to go cook bacon, right, Phil? Uh, no, no, we don't, we don't cook. We go to a restaurant. Oh, so you just get to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I just get to eat it, yeah. That's even better. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting churchm.ag. You'll find a link on our main menu, churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're there, feel free to send us a message and subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every week. Until next week. Ouch, I think we're, we're going to have to edit that one out, Phil. <laughs> that was below the theological belt. <laughs> well, yeah, a little too honest right there. It's a little too much truth-telling. I have to have breakfast, actually, in 20 minutes. I can't wait. Bacon. Anyway. You got me sidetracked just talking about bacon. Good grief. Yeah, no, you're going to have to edit a whole lot out of this one. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. You're breaking up so bad, we couldn't hear that joke.